Welcome to Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley. In this episode of the podcast, we have a triple threat driver interview for you. The 50 team of Tyrell and Sky Brenneman start off our show and we end with Mercedes Patterson, driver of the 57 pure stock for the 2023 season. The green flag is waving. Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley starts right now. Before I get to our triple threat driver interviews for tonight, the quote-unquote historic Pinty Series schedule was finally released early last week. The addition to the schedule was a dirt doubleheader event on Monday, August 14th and Tuesday, August 15th at Oswegan Speedway. I'm not sure why there was a delay in reaching the schedule with that change to it. After the new NASCAR Canada GM's Tony Spiteri promised a November 30th release date for the schedule. But I'm going to rant about the Pinty series a little bit later on. My first guests are a father and daughter team. Tyrell Brenneman is the driver of the number 50 NASCAR Thunder Car and Racer Wreck Enduro. His daughter, Sky is the driver of the number 50 Future Stock, who is looking to continue being billed as the faster of the 50 in 2023. <laughs> First of all, I want to say thanks a lot, guys, for taking time out of your busy day. I know it's Saturday. And Sky, you've been racing for two years out there. Wow, what brought you into racing? My dad and my uncles, they used to race when I was born. And I've always liked it. It's fun, so I was like... When I was old enough, I wanted to try it. I got to last year, and I loved it, so I'm going to do it as long as I can. And Tyrell? This was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I believe my first year was uh, 2008 in what was the uh, the Claimer cars back then, which is now the okay. Pure Stocks. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, I got introduced to Don Rendell, who's my father-in-law, because mm -hmm. he was always out at the track, right? So he's like, yeah, hey, come on out. Get a car, and we'll go do some laps right so mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a good time and you know i had kids took a few years off and now she's old enough and wanted to do it so we're back out again which is awesome it, it is and it just goes to bring into the point that that nascar and racing in general it is a family sport motorsports in general it is once you get involved in it and any aspect, it trickles down. I mean, Don was out at the track racing way back when, and it is. It's a trickle down. You got involved because yeah. of Don, and now there's Sky. Sky, you have a little bit of an interesting story to tell about the uh, day before Pinty Series. Uh, I Yeah, uh, that was rather interesting, I must say. So tell the fans who were not in attendance and those that might have been watching, we could just recap what happened. You were running a really good race. You were really strong, and all of a sudden, calamity. Yeah, there, it was a good night, but then there was a car malfunction after 
a bit of a bump in with another racer after I spun out, and yeah, it was eventful. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. How did you feel after yeah. the impact of the yeah. wall? Like, like, how was your like your mindset when that happened? The moment right after it was blank up until I think after the X-rays at the hospital, when it all kind of came to like realization that like, oh, I hit the wall. That happened, and Tyrell, being the father at that at that instant, what was going through your mind? I could just imagine. Oh, oh, like I, as soon as I seen her car just shoot off towards the wall, my heart just dropped. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just ran to that back wall and just could only watch at that point, right? Uh, it was scary for sure. Mm -hmm. Very nerve wracking seeing her a little bit unresponsive for the first couple seconds there, but thankfully she was unharmed. Worst case scenario, she walked away with a few bruises. Or best case scenario, I should say. She walked away with a few bruising. So couldn't have asked for a better outcome on that. Absolutely. Yeah, we were and we spoke briefly the day after at the Pinties race and you looked like you were a little sore sky, but you, you you were in really good spirits and everything. So you bounced back right away. And and when you when the safety team got you out of the car, like extracted you from the car and you went to the hospital and all that, a, a lot of the fans were really, really concerned. And then when we got word that you were okay and all that, there was a nice collective gasp out of everybody hats off to our safety team i'm glad you're okay mentally though to get back into the race car is it affected you in any way sky yes um i noticed that the rest of the race season i was not really doing race speeds my first day it was like nowhere near it but towards like the last day of the season i was getting there but i wasn't quite there still do you think that's going to carry over into 2023 or are you going to shake it all off and say this is a new season, ready to rock and roll, you got a new car? How's that other car feel for you now? Like, I know it wasn't your original car, so it's kind of like a backup. Like, how's it feel? It can carry me to, like, my goals and that. It, it's a good car. I feel safe in it and I feel I can do a lot in it. What is your goal for next season in 2023, Sky? I want to try and get season champion. I feel it would be like a really good feeling like, like I made it, I recovered and it would be really exciting for all the people that were uh, on the sidelines cheering me on. So um, to also get back to where I was uh, before I hit the wall. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> and Tyrell? <laughs> Like you had a really successful season last year. I mean, just going through the standings also. I mean, you were second place. You ran really strong last year in the Thunder Car. And was that your first year in the Thunder Car? It was, yeah. yeah. And first you, year ever, like, you behind the wheel, so. And you were runner-up in the Rookie of the Year for the, the Thunder Car class. Yeah, so, um, it was really fun. It was such a blast driving those cars. Like, 
I'm only used to like the pure stocks, right? So it was a big, uh, big difference in in the line you got to run and just how those cars handle. Oh yeah, they're a totally different beast going from the front wheel drive to the to the rear wheel drive. A little bit, well, a much more higher horsepower vehicle. <laughs> when those cars yeah. are stripped right down and, and a lot of that weight is like all that extra weight is removed from those cars. Woo, she can, she can run <laughs> I, for sure. So you're just going to build on 2020 uh, off the 2022 into 2023 goal is championship for you or yeah yeah Yeah? shoot for championship see what happens (laughs) um i mean despite every weekend or every race day last year you know something was always falling like for example one race day we blew a a valve header yeah in practice right so and then the next weekend it was oh my transmission kind of pooched on me and i didn't have a second gear anymore so it's just all like every weekend something went wrong, but with Don Rendell being there and able to fix it and get me back on the track, I mean, the outcome of all that was totally worth it with getting second place so close from first and then runner-up rookie of the year. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do it if he wasn't there. So I really owe him a lot for that one. Yeah, and Don could build some pretty fast race cars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the secret weapon in your arsenal, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I call it the car gets donified when he gets a hold of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> has uh, has uh, your grandfather Don inspected the your replacement car yet, Sky? Is it, has he gone over it yet, tooth and nail, or is it? Oh. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. is it in the shop now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are expecting then uh, uh, I'm looking forward to calling both of your races next year. Um so we're we're going to look to see a lot more podium finishes out of both of you then. Hoping so, yeah. Yep. I'm hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask your opinion. You guys were in attendance for the Pinty Series race this year. What did you guys think of that? Yeah. Uh, it was really awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like my first time ever seeing like the, the NASCAR cars, so that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Was it your first time watching them too, Sky? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite the experience um, being like, did you guys get a chance to actually sit by the, like move up to the fence line and feel the force of the cars coming off, around, off of turn oh. number four in that? What an experience, yeah, right? You can feel the concussion cool. in your chest as they're coming by. <laughs> something else. but it was a very action-packed race wasn't it yeah that was a really good race i really enjoyed watching them yeah it's amazing to see all them 20 cars doing those 300 laps and how fast the 300 <laughs> laps went by right oh yeah yeah it was really fun watching all those cars on uh on that track right because it's a smaller track so mm-hmm. it's watching battle in the corners and that yeah, was good we kind of want to do something with uh, Alex Tagliani if he's up for it too. Uh, yeah, that would be great to go over to the wall and snap a picture in that in that in that exact same spot. <laughs> yeah, for all the all the people that that didn't know, um, during the Pinty's race, uh, right at the very last uh, well last closing laps with four laps remaining, Alex Tagliani and Brandon Watson uh, got into a tangle and actually hit the turn two wall in the exact same spot. That Sky did the night before. <laughs> so, and it, it was, I loved what you did, and you signed the wall, Sky. 
if we could get Tag to go up there and sign the wall in the exact same spot, I think that would be like really, really, really cool. You guys were also out at the um, Pinty's Barbecue at the Wetaskiwin Mall prior to the Pinty's race on that Friday yes. afternoon. Tell us about that experience for you guys. The cars there, they were all nice. We socialized with a lot of the other local racers at the track, mm-hmm. which was, it was fun because they were like telling stories and that. And I enjoyed the music that was being played too. Yeah, sadly, because we both had our, our cars there, we really didn't get a chance to kind of sneak away and chat with the Pinkies drivers. But oh, it was good seeing the, the drivers out there with their cars and their trailers. We did make it into one of the trailers, though. That was pretty cool. Whose hauler did you get into? A few was it, ago, my memory was, a little foggy. <laughs> was it? It was either uh, LP Desmoulins or Chantal Kalika. Um, Brett Taylor, he showed up with his family, but they drove their passenger car. Uh, the Pinty's Hall. Oh, then there. it would have been uh, L- LP Desmoulins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We also, uh, I know the Future Sucks got all together, and they also cleaned his truck and trailer for him too mm-hmm. before that. So we were oh, all yeah? there as well. Having Chantal Kalika there and Brett Taylor there um, as the Pinty's drivers and our local drivers that came out. We had a good contingency of local drivers that came out. And that's one of the things that fans were like a lot of the comments is how much fan interaction do they have with the drivers? And at our local track here at Edmonton International Raceway, there's a lot of fan interaction that you drivers and i'm a a former driver myself but the drivers take the time to meet with the fans i mean you guys are all over the place on a race day you know you got family up in the stands you you do have your your fan base of course so what's it like interacting with the fans on a race day it's very exciting like a lot of them they like with my gender and that they're like it's awesome seeing a girl race because it's a male dominated sport and it's like you're brave for being out there and it's exciting and i enjoy talking with them because it's a great uh, experience sky you're finding yourself being a role model for your peers and people are looking up to you like at school and coming up to you away from the track yeah yes how does that make um, you feel makes me feel great and like confident that like i can keep doing this with all the support from others is it, do you think it's going to give you any added pressure to perform at your best in 2023? I don't think so. I hope not. I, <laughs> yeah. Tyrell, it's got to make you feel proud that people are going up to, up to Sky and using her, like wanting her opinion, using her as a role model. You know, it, how does that make you feel? Oh, I guess I would say very prideful happy that you know she's able to at such a young age right like of 12 13 that she has all these people coming up to her and like oh that's so cool that you you know you're you they call her the nascar driver at school so it's like oh it's so cool you're the nascar driver oh and then even too like that one night when she hit the wall and we're at the hospitals just all like the nurses were like what do you mean she's she's driving she's racing cars like i need to get the full story on this one that's great like never in all my years of nursing ever dealt with someone who's raced on a track before so i mean it's just cool hearing that right because you know it doesn't happen a lot especially like 
for the younger ages too. Do you guys have like an inner inner bet going on on a race day to see who's going to finish better in in the races and stuff? Do you guys do that at all? Oh, it's really funny that you uh, you bring that up because it started this year. She's been calling herself the faster fifty, and uh, when she gets podium, she likes to bring that up too. And uh, there was one race I have on video where even the uh, the announcer Alan was even calling me out in the pit saying, "Are you watching? Are you taking tips from your daughter here?" So I remember. It's good. It's good. a little bit of a uh, competition, right? So it's fun. Yeah. Right. Okay. I like the bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could. I could see the the like, you know the little family rivalry happening there. You know, it's it, it it would be natural too, right? To see who who's gonna outperform each other. And the cool part is, you're racing in totally different classes, totally different cars. They're two totally different beasts. So, and the competition is totally different also. I mean, uh, the Thundercar class is slightly different in when it comes to competition than the future stocks. I mean, the future stocks, you're still learning. Like, Sky, when you, like, when you graduate from, from the uh, futures, are you going to go to pures or are you going to jump right into Thunders and race against your dad in Thunders or... What's your what's your future future plans down the road? Um, I plan on doing at least a year or two in pure stocks, just to get used to maybe a crowd and higher level, higher experienced drivers. Mm -hmm. That way, I can eventually go into the thunder cards and not do as so badly. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrell, what are your plans? Are you going to stay in Thundercar? Are you comfortable in staying in Thunder? Or are you going to bounce into the Pure and Thunder? Or are you going to maybe do what Mike, uh, Iron, uh, sorry, Mike Iron Man Sawyer did and bounce into three different classes in one night? Like, are you going to try that? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the running plan now is this year, it seems like, Thunders and Pure Stocks. But uh, definitely when she's able to get into the pier stocks, I think I'm trying to just do full-time with that until she's able to move up or ready to move up. Okay. Yeah. The, that's one thing you're going to find. Uh, with the more cars in that pure stock class, the competition, it's like, well, you've, you've seen the races. <laughs> There's the, the, the spite tooth and nail, and, and you used to drive in that class in the claimers. Yeah. That, that hasn't changed. The competition is still the same. They're beating and banging fenders, and you know uh, they, the pure stocks put on a really good show. All the drivers, all of you guys, drivers, you guys put on a fantastic show. We've had some really great racing this year. What did you guys think of all the racing from start to finish? Uh, I know you guys are biased to your own classes, but overall, <laughs> what what was your takeaway from this race season? <laughs> well while you're thinking i'll go ahead i know like i didn't really know any of the drivers in the thunders this year like when mm -hmm. i first started but racing against them right like you it, it's competitive on the track but i know as soon as you get in the pits like everybody's the most friendliest person ever so it's like 
doesn't really matter what happens on the track because the moment you get in the, in the pits, it's it's all forgotten. Like you're friends again, right? So it's really cool to have that camaraderie where you can mm -hmm. switch between ah uh, sweet hey you need a tire here you go buddy get back in the race kind of thing right and then mm -hmm. you know what once you're on the track it's kind of like, well if i see a little a little error in your cornering I, i'm taking that and i'm definitely getting around you so <laughs> sky um yeah. yeah uh i would say it was like most of the sportsmanship like it was basically the same thing as dad we're all really competitive on the track but the moment we get in the pits, we're, we can act as like we're friends. We we get along, and we ba we're basically a big family. It's just a big giant family. You know, lend a helping hand. We've had a lot of moments where it's been like, hey, we kind of need help. Where it's been, Dad's car wasn't really working, so we had to boost his car. And like, we had a lot of people come along and help, and it's just really <laughs> nice. Yeah, especially at the end when my uh, <laughs> end gear on my skirt. Completely went down, so <laughs> it was good that people jumped in, was able to put me. So. Yeah, yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, you were definitely fraught with car troubles for sure, for sure. So, is, to bring you back to my other question, it, is Iron Man Mike Sawyer gonna have competition? Are you gonna jump around and, and go into like? Be the wheel man in a stacker car or run, uh, <laughs> run, run one of the late models next season. You know, would you like to do that? Yeah, it's kind of the plan. We're going with. Yeah, I've been thinking about it, tossing it up, running two classes. So, and then yep. definitely the enduro again. The, oh the yes, Auto you did do the enduro, right, right, right. I remember that race, that enduro race. You and that one guy were just back and forth, back and forth. And man, I, how many tires did you go through that night? Thankfully, it's only the one. <laughs> Amazingly, I don't know how the one I, tire, but yeah. Considering uh, your competition, there was a few drivers lost multiple tires that night, and you were racing really hard. I don't think you had a front bumper left on your car at the end of the night. Uh, not really. No, it's pretty crushed in. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember what was the I, name. I think it was the uh, six six six. Yeah, the six 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 car. Yeah, he was. Holy man, you guys were just beating and banging, and you know what? The fans were loving it. And from the towers' point of view, like oh, wow. there's no there's no flags. Like we don't there's there's no cautions. There's no the only time we stop is if there's a vehicle broke down. And that's to make sure the driver gets out safely. And then they leave the car on the track and you just keep right on going. So yep. we had fans yelling into the tower saying, why aren't you guys throwing the caution flag? You guys should be penalizing these two and stuff like that. Uh-uh. We're just letting them go. This is an enduro race. This is. That's why they call it the racer wreck, right? <laughs> so we got the racer wreck for you. You'll be bouncing into a pure stock. And you're going to run the thunder car. Yep. Well, Iron Mike Sawyer better watch yeah. out. He's definitely got the competition for next season. I thank you both very, very, very much for your time today. Again, it was a pleasure seeing you in 2022 out at the racetrack. Looking forward to seeing what kind of racing action you guys are going to be bringing in 2023. <laughs> Thanks a lot for your time, guys. Yeah, no problem. And that was Sky and Tyrell Burnham, ladies and gentlemen. My next guest has only been racing at EIR for only three years. 
This upcoming season, she is moving into the NASCAR Pure Stock class, driving the number 57 Chevy Cavalier. I present to you Mercedes Pattison. Welcome to the show, Mercedes. I believe you were the one that actually made contact with me to be on this podcast. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm actually well, glad that you reached out and, and wanted to be on the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. You originally started in the future stock with the 46 last year in 2022. Yeah, and before that, yeah. it was 43 in 2021. Right, and uh, last year, you got fourth in the points also. Yeah. I'm looking at the points right now. You finished uh, ahead of Sky Brenneman. Uh, you mm-hmm. finished off with 397 points. Uh, yeah. That was the awesome accomplishment for you. Thank you. You're quite welcome. How did you get started racing at Edmonton International Raceway? Well, like, well I was growing up, and of course, my dad was a champion, like all seasons I've hit the past, back in the day. So growing up, I used to go there and watch him and my brothers. And that's where I got into racing and all that. I love you. The sound of cars and engines and radios, like all of that. And how long have you actually been racing out at the racetrack? This will be my third year coming up. And how do you like it so far? Uh, I love it. It's like the general in your blood and all that. Like the smell, rubber tires, the hear loud thunder engines. It's so good. Who has been your biggest influence at the racetrack and outside of the racetrack? Probably have to say my dad. Like for years, he didn't want me to race. Right. I used to do competition dancing and all that. Mm-hmm. But when I ended dancing, I go, like, okay, can I actually do it? And then he's like, okay, I'll think about it. And then one day he came home with a cavalier in the car, and I go, okay, what are you doing? We're going to the shop to fix you, fill a race car. Like, no, you're joking. And then we're actually painting, putting a number on it. I go, okay, you're not actually joking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you found out you were going to start racing. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Competition dancing. Mm-hmm. What kind of dancing did you do? Oh, my God. I did, like, ballet, hip-hop, tap, highland, and jazz. Wow. Multifaceted. Yeah, 14, yeah, 14 years straight. Oh, 14 years straight. So you started yeah. how old if, in that? Um, pretty sure four years old. Four years old. Do you dance anymore or are you done with that? <clears throat> that No, I am done with that. I graduated from 2020, so yeah. But while I'm not at the track, I like to work in the grad. Off the racetrack. Have you found yourself being a role model to other females in in the Leduc and Wetaskiwin area, even at your workplace when you were going to school? Have have you discovered that? I never really actually discovered that though. It's kind of funny. I was mostly I feel like I was mostly a role model to like the new kids in future stuff. Okay. Yeah, I know that I helped them a lot. Like How's the track and all that? What to do, what not to do, and all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. So you acted more as a mentor to yeah. to the kids in your class. Mm-hmm. You haven't tasted your first victory yet. You're getting close, though. Do you think you're going to get your first one this season? 
I'm motivating it. I really hope so. Because like when I was in the future stock, this year just passed. The first week, I believe I got third place. Mm-hmm. And after that race, my car kept having problems right after that. So like I lost power steering, I think twice and all that. So so with the season problem with mechanical issues, you're saying mm-hmm. you would you would have done better. Your performance would have been better if you weren't experiencing some mechanical issues with yeah. your hot rod. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to be geared, ready to go, looking forward to the season, and going to kick some male butt out there? Male and female butt. Yeah. Right on. So perhaps that elusive first first win for you will happen this season. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, so when you do get the, when you do get the checkered flag and be the first across that stripe, we're going to be hearing mm-hmm. some hooping and hollering and some good screams out of you. Oh yeah. And that what would it be even be sweeter is if that victory came during the bear weekend, right? Yeah, that would been awesome. Yeah. So could we maybe classify that as a a goal for you this season? Get that first victory during the Pinties weekend, or even better yet, during July twenty second during the afternoon of the Pinties uh, weekend, like Pinties race. I think we could try to do both. Do both? Oh, geez, <laughs> talk about having your cake and eating it too. Go for the weekend oh, yeah. sweep. <laughs> you know what? That would be really awesome. I'd love to see somebody pull off a weekend sweep, win the Friday night, go in and do the Saturday in the pure stocks. That would be so cool. But it would be pretty cool, you know, from a driver's standpoint to get your first victory during the biggest event weekend of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and when you do get your first victory, do you have that bottle of champagne ready for you in the pits just in case? Mm-hmm. Probably, or someone's going to come behind me and dump water on me. <laughs> They're going to give you the old Gatorade bucket treatment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be all right. That would probably cool you off after these, being in that hot race car after a while. And Yeah. The people don't realize, the fans don't realize, even if they are little four-banger race cars, they still get kind of hot in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially Especially with the weather and the summer kicks on. Oh, yeah. And the fire suits, they retain Mm -hmm. the heat really good. Oh, yeah. When you're at the track, does your dad mentor you in any way? Oh, he's pretty sure he just says, put on the gas, but not on the corners. (laughs) Go fast, turn left, and don't crash, right? Yeah, or he says, turn right to go left. (laughs) Turn right to go left. That's when you're that's yeah. dirt racing. Yeah, but it works. Your dad, Super Dave Patterson, he is a hit to pass champion, as you just mentioned not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is also uh, DAD Dad Dave's Auto Disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah. runs an auto disposal service. I got a chance to interview him out at his yard in Kalmar, but the weather didn't cooperate with us and the footage didn't turn out very good. So this is a, a shout out to Dave Pattison. Um, so if anybody's looking for a, a, a pure stock, future stock, thunder car, uh, hit to pass car, contact Dave at Dave's Auto Disposal. His number is 780 218 
6971. Again, call dad for your for your soon-to-be race car, everybody. Dave's got a nice disposal of vehicles uh, at your disposal. All right, so that was the plug for, for your dad. <laughs> well, Mercedes, I, I, I'm going to wrap it up now. I got to say uh, thank you for an awesome, entertaining evening. That, ladies and gentlemen, was the driver of the number 57 pure stock, Mercedes Patterson. And now the white flag editorial comment. With the official release of the quote-unquote historic NASCAR Pinty Series schedule, the racetracks that have been awarded dates on the schedule are now hard at work with planning for the event. Once the snow melts and spring thaw hits, the physical preparations at the tracks will begin. Which brings me to a few points that I'm sure will create a bit of controversy. 1. The Pinty Series provides much better racing from a fan's perspective than the three national series in the States. Personally, I don't watch the Xfinity series. I prefer to sit down and watch a Craftsman truck race flag to flag than an Xfinity race flag to flag. I don't care what Tony Stewart thinks about the truck series and NASCAR, as he had a few negative comments to say at the PRI trade show launch day breakfast. The Cup Series is on in the background while I'm usually working around the house. There are a few Cup Series races that I will actually sit down and watch from start to finish. Bristol is definitely one of the few. But you give me a Pinty Series race or a Craftsman Truck Series race and I'm on the edge. I'd love to have live coverage on TSN slash RDS for all the Pinty Series races. And what about the Craftsman Truck Series races? They deserve to be shown up here in Canada as well. I know the money and resources are there. Two, the Pinty Series deserves more coverage than it gets. Our drivers and teams work just as hard as their U.S. counterparts and are just as or even more talented than the cup-level drivers. Just because the money is flowing a shit ton more down south than up here, the Pinty Series still deserves more respect and recognition from the racing industry and not just be an afterthought. Lastly, for NASCAR south of the border to claim they are the first race on a street course is so wrong. Pinty Series have been doing it for years now. Perhaps they should have claimed that they are the first to utilize iRacing to design and run on a simulated Chicago street course during the start of the COVID pandemic using NASCAR Cup drivers using the next-gen model at the time. That would, been a more, would have been a more accurate claim. If NASCAR really wants to innovate in North America, how about running a rally race in Nevada or New Mexico or any other one of the states that has a desert environment? Or how about this one? How about run a Pinty Series ice race in the wintertime since winter is so long up here in Canada? Euro NASCAR had an ice race scheduled for March 4th and 5th in Finland, but they had to cancel because of supply chain issues. For one, I was planning on watching that race. Now that is what you could call a historic schedule. The 2023 EIR schedule is more historic for the fact that for 55 years racing has been at EIR and with tracks closing and governments attempting to destroy the racing industry 55 years of racing for any track is historic 
NASCAR as an entity is celebrating 75 seasons when the Bush Clash starts next Sunday. That's historic. Ross Chastain's Martinsville video game wall ride move to get into the Final Four in the championship race in 2022. That's historic. Not too nice of Pinty series on third at Oshwigan or the return of, NAS of the NASCAR Pinty series to Newfoundland. That's not really historic. And now the black flag disclaimer. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are mine and the guests appearing on Turn and Laps at Mr. Smiley and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Edmonton International Raceway, also known as EIR, EIR sponsors or racers, NASCAR, NASCAR Pinty Series, NASCAR Cup Series, or NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, and their affiliate sponsors. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes and entertainment only. The turning laps with Mr. Smiley names and all forms and abbreviations are property of its owner and its use does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. And unfortunately, folks, this is the checkered flag. Thank you to my guests this evening, Team 50, Sky and Tyrell Brenneman, and the driver of the number 57, Pure Stock, Mercedes Patterson. Stay tuned for the next Turn and Laps with me, Mr. Smiley, presented by Edmonton International Raceway. Keep smiling, everybody.